Hello and welcome to my Xbox and me episode 301. I am one of your hosts MC Fixer alongside the one and only Two Fresh Crash and bro you're bringing a whole new name to that because that baby face looks weird. Crash has shaved his beard. I hate it. I hate it so much. Bro. I had, to. Thinking? I had to. I, I don't know. The COVID beard to. was wild. Yeah, but like, COVID why, beard was too messy. Why not just shave it down? So, I tried, and here's the thing: if whenever, whenever I try tra- shaving down my beard, I always mess it up. Mm. Without a doubt, I mess it up somewhere, and it's like I try and fix it somewhere else, and then it just progressively gets worse to the point where I'm like, I'm not dealing with this. I'm just gonna shave it all off. See. I don't touch my beard anymore. I let the barber shave That's my smart. beard now. I literally... So I used to be a £10 guy. So for people that understand that, it means I was only paying £10 for my haircut. I weren't... Don't touch my beard. Don't touch my face. Don't try and massage me. Don't do none of it. And then he did it once for free. And that's how he got me, Chris. That was different. He did it. He did it. And yeah. I was like, damn. He gave me a massage, put some towel, is... some hot towel around me, and then I liked the way it looked. And you know what he did? The next time I went in there, he was like, "Oh, you shaved your beard?" And I was like, "Yeah, like of course. Like I just cleaned it up." It's like, "Oh, you're going down too far." And I'm like, "Don't tell me what to do." But then I looked at it and was like, "Am I?" And then he got in my head, and then they started getting twenty pound out of me a week. So like, every two weeks. Hostile. Every two weeks. He did it in a nice way, but he did hustle me. He did hustle yeah. me. I can't, I can't sit here and act like he didn't hustle me. He 100% hustled me. It, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. I was like, bro, you can't be doing me like that. You can't be doing me like that. We haven't really spoke this week. Um, to the My Xbox and Me audience, let's get this out of the way. Um, because, again, we've been, we've been on this journey for 301 weeks now. Longer than that, to be honest with you. And my life has always been an open book. I spoke to you guys when my mum got cancer. I've spoken to you guys when I've been in hospital. Everything that happens in my life, I have been an extremely open book with you all. This is my baby. This is, this is what we do. Unfortunately, um, my granddad has passed away, uh, age 73. Um, and... It's a hard one. It's a hard one because there's a lot, a lot of regrets in my mind at the moment. So I've, I've said that I'm taking some time away. Um, and when I say that, that's more mainly from my main YouTube channel and from Twitch and from Twitter and from Instagram and all the other shit that actually doesn't matter <laughs> in, the, in the grand scheme of things. Obviously, my Xbox and me still goes. Um, this is probably the only place you'll see me for at least a little while. Um, I'm not sure what I'm doing yet. But, um, yeah, my granddad played a huge part in my life, um, especially when it comes to video games, which is the, that's the weird part about all this, you know, like, people always ask you a lot, like, oh, you've made it, oh, you've done this, oh, you've done that, blah, 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 this happened, that's happened, and, like, you're still on this, you feel like a guinea pig, you're on this, this rotating wheel that just never ends, um, and then moments in your life happen where you going oh man i really should have got off the i should have got off the wheel just to just to go for a family meal for do this to do that to do this to do that right and uh unfortunately my uh i didn't have that time i didn't get to do a few things i wanted to do with my granddad um final fantasy 7 being one of them god damn it i blame playstation crash crash i blame playstation they they took that away from me and my granddad. They didn't. I have to. No joke. We shouldn't joke about it. They didn't. I had a PlayStation copy. I could have took it there. Um, but um, all jokes aside, and yeah, just I'm I'm in a bit of a 
vulnerable, vulnerable place at the moment. I'm not really in the mood to do anything. So uh, just, you know, bear with us, bear with us. But at the end of the day, my Xbox and me has always been there for me. Um, I've always been an open book with my life. That's kind of what I've traded in, in terms of currency, I feel like, which is like, it's weird. It's a weird one because like we're an Xbox podcast, obviously, and that's what we talk about mainly. And we'll get into all that jazz. Don't get me wrong. We'll talk about Kojima soon. I promise. But we we've I've traded in in my my personal life for the intimacy with an audience, and and that's how I've probably grown, and that's why people like me and things like that. So um yeah, that is that is the news this week in my life, unfortunately, and uh, I'm sure things will be back to to quote-unquote normal relatively soon-ish but yeah thank you for listening if you clicked off then you're an arsehole no i'm joking um crash how do you think episode 300 went we had ryan mccaffrey on how do you think it yeah went? i think it went well i think it went good yeah it was a oh, uh, it was a weird one it's not our it's not our normal show is the i think yeah. that was that was the hardest part of it oh i've had a had some feedback on it obviously i've had some people message me and be like oh you did a good job but and but and but and i'm like yeah i i agree it was more of a it felt more of a q a session us lining up at a comic-con asking our one yeah. question and then walking away it wasn't it wasn't a free-flowing conversation but in a way it's kind of what it needed to be for this time. I feel like if we got him on again, maybe we could try and do a normal show. But uh, I hope people liked it. Obviously, this would be our first week since that, and we already missed the Friday, so we probably missed a huge influx of people. I apologize if you are new from that. That's on me. Unfortunately, life stuff happens, and uh, yeah. If you've clicked on this episode and you're hearing about, oh, his granddad's passed away. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but let's get into it. My Xbox and Me is our weekly Xbox podcast here on YouTube.com slash My Xbox and Me and all podcasts services remember you can get the show early over on patreon.com slash mc fixer uh, you can find us on all podcast services itunes spotify google store and all that jazz but yeah man you know just uh, keep doing you guys subscribe to the youtube channel youtube.com slash my xbox and me even if you are somebody who just listens to the audio version on podcasts please do us a favor go and hit the subscribe button on the my xbox and me channel it is growing faster than my main channel is growing faster than my Twitch channel. Um, and it's nice to see. The subs going up, the likes are going up, the comments are going up. The, the community is really building over there. So if, even if you're someone who doesn't watch YouTube, but you do have an account, do us a favor. Just go hit the subscribe button. It does really help us in a big, big way. Patreon producers this month, as always, the one and only and the wonderful Erin God. Unfortunately, I'm not flying out to America now as I was going to. I was going to meet Erin God, but now... Unfortunately, that won't be happening because America is still locked down. Still locked down. They won't let us in. They won't let us in. Um, but yeah, that is that. And uh, shout out to FNH Paul, who I did meet up with the other day and uh, had a wonderful time with. Drinking, talking, and dissing the, the prices of drinks in London. Yes. Yes. Expensive? So, oh, London's a fucking joke. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> oh, it's a fucking joke. Let me tell you. It's a joke. It's a joke. Uh, topic of the show this week, Crash. You sorted all this out. I couldn't even tell you what's going on this week. So let's read it together, shall we? Uh, this one's from IGN, written by Kate Bailey. It says, exclusive. EA Dice LA is changing its name to Ripple Effect Studios and developing an unannounced game. 
Dice LA is changing its name to Ripple Effect Studios, EA announced today, completing a, completing a rebranding that has been in the works for more than a year. It will be a new start for the former support studio as it sets out to develop a quote yet to be announced project end quote that will follow battlefield 2042 it will remain under the oversight of respawn entertainment founder and group gm vince zampella and christian grass continuing his role as studio general manager Rubble Effect new name, which was chosen following a team vote, is the latest in a long legacy of rebranding dating back to the late 90s. EA first acquired DreamWorks Interactive Dieta Lay was founded in the wake of the closure of Danger Close Games, which in turn was rebranded to the version of EA, uh, sorry, EA Los Angeles. Since opening its doors in 2013, Dice has, uh, at as many uh, provided support for various uh, integral uh, of iteration, sorry, of Battlefield at the moment, Ripple Effect is taking lead on Battlefield 2042's new mode, which is set to be revealed at EA Play later this month. This is always good news to hear a studio go from they've obviously been where they've been, but to go from a support studio to then be rebranded and not be a support studio to be working on their own game. This is always stuff that you want to hear. This is always how you keep the industry, in, especially in your working companies, right? It's how you keep it fresh. It's how you keep people motivated. It's how you keep people in the studios. You let people work on the things they want to work on. And it seems, again, speculation on my behalf, obviously. I don't know any of these people. But it seems like EA's learning, finally. They're learning. They're learning that, oh, we can't just force people to make... It's just similar with Call of Duty, right? Because Call of Duty had um, have, have a lot of uh, support studios on... Sorry, extremely similar to Activision because Activision have a lot of support studios on COD. And I've always thought, man, you must get really bored and sick and tired of just supporting and making assets and yeah. not being able to make your own project. So uh, obviously this is a big, big, big change for then known EA... Uh, EALA, which is now called Ripple Effect. So keep the keep your eyes out there. Keep your eyes out. Yeah. There. What do you think? I, uh, a shooter? You're assuming assuming a shooter if they done uh, done support work on Battlefield for a while. Yeah, I mean, I think that's where my mind would go. Right, is some sort of some sort of multiplayer game at least. Mm. I think. Um, but I really like seeing this out of EA. I feel like EA, as of late, is on its starting steps of sort of. A comeback similar in the vein of Capcom with a lot of their sort of going back to the board with their decisions with a lot of stuff. I'm not going to say they're quite where Capcom was, where they were hitting us with Monster Hunter and Devil the May only Cry. The right? only thing I'll say is that I feel like you, I understand what you're trying to say. Mm. I think the big difference is Capcom was hemorrhaging money and wasn't making yeah. any money. Yeah. And EA makes more money than god they don't need to do it yeah industry yeah um i i get what you're saying i feel like do you know what honestly honestly i feel like we we just we live in such a little eco ecosystem our little our little bubbles right all of us our people listening to this podcast like we all oh, ea should do this and ea should do that and blah 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 you know there's like a thousands upon thousands if not hundreds of thousands of people who just play fifa love fifa play mass effect love mass effect play whatever they put out and just yep this is it 
this is it. They they have their complaints like everybody. Like, oh, that's this, blah, blah, blah. But you know the way we think about it? Like, we're like, oh, EA, man. This FIFA is a copy and paste job. Duh, yeah. duh, 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 duh. It's like, yeah, most people don't think like that. So I, I get what you're saying. Where Capcom, Capcom was just putting out really bad games. But once again, yeah. they were selling, if you think about it, especially from a Resident Evil point of view, they were selling like hotcakes, though. Yeah. So. Yeah. Very true. I mean, um, if you don't like hotcakes, that's your problem, all right? But that's that's the energy I went with. Do you like hotcakes? I don't think I've ever had a hotcake. I don't know what a hotcake hot. is. I, I guess I like hotcakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I get what you're saying. I just, I don't, I've, a studio the size of EA comparing it to Capcom, I think's hard. And they're, in, they're just so, so yeah. different companies, you know? Like EA, no, that's very fair. EA, EA are so... We make sports games. We make one of the best shooters out there. And then we make all this other stuff that some people care about and some people don't. We've got a need for speed for you. We have a knockout city yeah. for you. We'll come with a, what was that? Uh, Yarny and we're having Yarny too. And like, yeah, they're just in, they're just in very different spaces. Even Capcom. I'm like, all right, Capcom are doing well now. How long until they mess it up again? That's honestly, that's a very fair way to look at it. Because we see it all the time. We talk like we've talked about it with Xbox, and when they were at their height, they oh, like yeah. most popular brand, huge ego, and that ends up being their downfall. This happens with companies who feel like they can they can sort of do whatever they want and they can do no wrong. The only thing degree. I will say with Capcom, I know we're moving the conversation a little bit differently, but um, the only thing I will say about Capcom is Capcom, though Resident Evil, this will use Resident Evil Village uh, for instance, right? Capcom come out, Resident Evil Village is reviewed really, really well. People really enjoy it. It sold 7 million units, which makes it, I think, no, it sold 4 million units, sorry, which makes it, I think it's either the 6th or 7th best-selling Resident Evil game of all time. But they're not selling units the way these other companies are selling units, you know? Yeah. Like, Monster Hunter is now Capcom's big franchise, where... Yeah. I know I'm a Resident Evil fanboy, so it's probably unfair of me to like... When I think Capcom, I think Resident Evil. But I think from a wider spectrum, and if I'm talking not just in England, I'm talking about everywhere. I think if you say Capcom, people now think Monster Hunter. Um, I don't know if I necessarily disagree with you on that. Like, you know, yeah. Monster Hunter had such a huge glow up from being sort of this niche game. It was yeah. really before Monster Hunter World. And then that absolutely changes the playing field where uh, that game, particularly in the West, uh, got huge. Yep. And now you see them doing more games. They have two Switch exclusives now. They have yep. Monster Hunter Story and uh, I forget what the other one's called. And it's like Monster Hunter is their big title that they're like, we're just going to do a million spinoffs for it. And they're going to sell well because people which like we, the franchise now. Which we see them do with Resident Evil at one point where we got spinoffs yeah. after spinoffs and the quality of game just wasn't good enough. And then... Yeah. But that's not what seems to be happening with Monster Hunter, which... No. I've played Monster Hunter... Uh, what did I play? World? I believe I played World. I remember I remember yeah. picking it up, I believe. I just... I don't... I don't tell anybody, everyone. I just don't get... I don't get the hype. Like... So... It's so... I haven't played any of the newer ones, but, like... It's so Japanese in the way of, like... The way you load in, the way you you set up, the way you the hub world, the way you play online, the way it just everything about it's just like this is not how a, a game of this 
magnitude should feel, right? And I'm like, well, this is how it's meant to feel elsewhere. You're coming into yeah. our world. We're not coming into your world. And I'm like, do you know what? I'll shut up. I'll respect it. I'll be quiet. I'll go in my corner and hit my little stick. I don't understand the way the mechanics work in terms of armor. I don't get it. That's why I don't play those yeah. games. You know, that's not, not I, for me. I really agree with what you're saying. <laughs> every time I play the game, I'm like, the game doesn't feel bad. It feels no. very clunky to me. Yes. And it's by design. So it's slow. not that it necessarily Meticulous. feels clunky. It is slow. Yeah. yeah, every decision matters. You're yep. supposed to be attacking the right parts of the monsters. And for me, I like fast-paced, responsive games more so. And so yeah. every time I play it, I'm like, oh, this isn't really for me. But people love it. People really enjoy it. That you know I have to think what I do. You know what I think it is in my head? I think I think about it like I think about DMC. Mm. and dmc is like the opposite of like it is clean yeah. and it is fast paced and it is and anybody can pick it up and play it and have a good time there is a skill level to it where you can actually get really good at dmc and i've watched like speedrunners play it. i've seen people in the training area of um dmc5 just like knocking up scores i'm like jesus this is like a different world but i just go in i run through I use the moves that I like and then i go just run through the store and enjoy it right but yeah with monster hunter i was just like Huh. Um, everybody else loves this and I just uh, I think it's okay I think it's okay and that's okay and that's okay to think it's okay everybody that's okay uh, let's move into fixer sack shall we let's talk about some things with the audience first question here comes from top lift who says we all talk that Xbox supposedly want Game Pass on PlayStation, which I think would be awesome. Do you think Xbox would allow, would be willing to allow, sorry. Do you think Xbox would be willing to allow PlayStation to have a service on Xbox if PlayStation had a Game Pass system thing themselves? No, I don't think either of, I think, I think it's very, um, this is from, from top left, sorry. Um, I think personally that Xbox pretend to want to put Game Pass on PlayStation. And Xbox pretend they want it everywhere because it sounds really good for market. And again, I'm not calling anybody a liar. And I'm not saying if the opportunity was to come, that Xbox wouldn't take that opportunity. But Xbox being solely on PC and Xbox is turn is changing people's minds on xbox like they are the, the the mind share that they are grabbing and the the players they are getting and the amount of people that have picked up s's and series x's strictly for game pass for the luxury to not have to pay 60 70 pound on a video game is why people are buying these systems or if you've got a pc obviously um it's just in with your you play PC gaming now you now Game Pass is a must have thing. It's it is a it's a better equivalent to Steam at the moment in terms of the the sheer amount of games that are going in there day one, um, and yeah, it's just it's just it's just a good it's a good thing to have. I think being able to sit on the outside looking in, going yeah, we'd love to put Game Pass everywhere. When they say that, I think they're more talking about TVs smart devices um 
anywhere with a screen, like airports, like, do you know what I mean? Like, anywhere with a screen, Xbox want to be. They want to be in your face. Like, I know they probably don't really have them anymore, and I don't go outside the house, so maybe I'm talking out of my butt cheeks at this point. But you remember when, like, McDonald's had, like, their play area? Back in the day. I don't know if they still have them in America, but over here, they used to have like yeah. McDonald's play areas. Like you go eat your dinner and like the kids could go play. They want a booth in there where it's like, here's Game yeah. Pass. Here's Game Pass Kids. I could, Netflix have got Netflix Kids, right? I could 100% see Game Pass Kids becoming a thing where it's like, yeah. oh, you have a system and you need it all age gated. Here are all of the games that are, and then that goes into. That goes into airports, that goes into food restaurants, that goes into... Like, that, to me, seems like the bigger play than just PlayStation. I don't know, what, what do you think? Do you think Xbox won it on PlayStation or not? I think they do, but okay. I generally... I, I agree with your overall statement in the sense that if Xbox want their thing on PlayStation, they want it under very specific circumstances. Yeah. And they're not going to budge on that. And realistically, I'd imagine those circumstances don't favor PlayStation, so PlayStation will never do it. It's sort of one of those cases, like, we want it on their platform, they don't want it on their platform, but if you actually look at, like, the deal they would want, it's like, there's it's no way PlayStation deal. would ever take it. Exactly. It's, 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 yeah. it's, not a, it's not a fair deal. It's it, The deal in my head would be, yeah, we want the whole of Game Pass on PlayStation. Yeah. Which, that's never going to happen with PlayStation. PlayStation make, again, you've got to remember... These are software companies, not hardware companies. They make a loss on the hardware. At least we know confirmed in a court case that Xbox, quote, never make a profit on any console. That is what was said in the EA Apple um, conference, no, conference, uh, court yeah. case thing. So PlayStation cannot, under any circumstances, be able to... Go, oh yeah, you can bring over the whole of Game Pass. We're gonna lose too much money. Like millions upon millions upon millions of their uh revenue would just disappear. So it, yeah. that makes no sense. And it wouldn't be enough to be like, oh, every time someone subscribes to Game Pass through PlayStation, we're kicking back. Even if you kick back 50%, it still wouldn't be enough money. It yeah. wouldn't you, it wouldn't be. You have to remember like the conversation for up let's use PlayStation now as the example, going on Xbox would be a lot more lenient than the vice versa because Xbox makes a lot of money elsewhere. Yeah. They don't just make money off their consoles. And we do know they make a ridiculous money about from their consoles, but they could risk sort of that theoretical loss for the appeal in their branding. Like, oh, we have PlayStation games on our platform now through PlayStation now. But I don't that, think they would. Again, because I think it comes... It's the, the thing I've learned about being on the inside of the industry now, right? It's not yeah. so much about your numbers. It's not so much about your money. It's about how you package things. How you promote and package things are more important than anything. I literally, agree. take take that for literal if you're a streamer or it doesn't matter about how many numbers you have. It's how you can package those numbers to seem better in your favor. That is that is it. That is it. That is Knowing your audience is the best. And for I think for PlayStation and Xbox, I think it comes down to Xbox would want to put the whole of Game Pass on PlayStation. PlayStation, yeah. sure as hell, would never let that happen. They're saying a crazy world. They're like, all right, you can put your exclusives on a app called... You're going to put an app called Xbox Game Pass. It's never going to happen. Insomniac just posted a photo of... Do you see the photo they posted of all their games? 
No. So they posted a photo of all their games celebrating their birthday. Yeah. Sunset was there. Not an Xbox copy, a PC version of it, which came mm-hmm. out three years later. Then it yeah. it looked, and it's like, that's how marketing, that's how mindshare, that's how all of this works. And yeah, there's people in the comments going, why have you not put the Xbox copy? Blah, blah, blah. It's because we're, they're owned by this company now. That's not how it works. Like you cannot, yeah. do any, you don't want to do anything that, de- that detracts from your own brand. And that's why you're never yeah. going to see it happen on any of these consoles, even Nintendo. It doesn't matter how little it is. If you put Game Pass on Switch and Nintendo allow that, I could. I would love to be wrong, by the way. This is just my opinions and this is just these are my feelings. But if you put Game Pass on Switch, that eats away from the amount of sales they're going to have on their software. Doesn't matter if it's one copy. It's going to eat away. There are going to be people that are going to pick up a Switch and going to go, this is my Game Pass machine now. That's not what Nintendo want. Nintendo have the one of the... No, I think it may be the highest attach rate when it comes to their first-party games. Yeah. And when I say first-party, I mean anything published by Nintendo. Um, so that would include second-party as well. They don't want to lose that. <laughs> you know when Mario Kart comes out? They don't want there to be Mario Kart's come out. Oh, but Game Pass has got Need for Speed Rivals. And my kids playing Need for Speed Rivals now. No, we want you to drop the next £60 and buy the next Mario Kart. And why are you going to do that? Because there's nothing else on the Switch that, that even competes with it. Look, there are these third-party games, but they're never as good on the Switch system. Ever. I don't think you can name me a game that's better on Switch that isn't as good on PC or PlayStation or Xbox. So, okay, you're yeah. already getting a lesser version of the game cool it's like but and and nintendo's first party is so superior that why would we why would we want to put anything about to rival that at at least that's where my head is at least that's what i I think i think as far as like microsoft putting it on a nintendo platform i don't think they would do it Mm. without x cloud like if they could do it through x cloud i think they'll do it because like it has to be a huge downgrade on most of the games you play yeah and in a way it's sort of muddies the the appeal of game pass um in that it's always attached to xbox and they talk about xbox and they're like 4k and all this 60 frames per second like yep. minimum and all these things is like if xcloud isn't available on the switch like they're not gonna do it and i don't think i i don't know how nintendo would feel about xcloud because if you look at japan like switch huge in japan i actually think like xbox's biggest way into japan now is through xCloud, is the fact that anybody with a mobile phone can start playing games through that. Yeah. I don't think they, we've had this conversation constantly about like, oh, they need to get JRPGs and all this stuff. I think yeah. Microsoft, with playing through Game Pass and xCloud, have sort of circumvented like the rule set they previously had. Now it's not, we necessarily have to give you only games you like, and I do think that they'll sort of start upping it and you will see J. Well, of course, we'll still see We already are. We already are. Look, yeah. the Yakuza series has come over. Yakuza Like a Dragon was an exclusive on its launch. They yeah. may not be the ones you want. I remember during the Xbox um, E3 stage, there was that Japanese game that I don't remember what it was even called. It didn't look interesting, but it was exclusive. Like, they are... It may not be stuff that appeals to us, but they are doing yeah. it. Yakuza appeals to us, but you know what I'm trying to say there. Yeah. Yeah, and it's sort of like, why, why, why would they necessarily? Why would Nintendo want them when they are the biggest 
uh, competition, I think, in Japan is xCloud. Like, xCloud is huge. I think if xCloud actually gets its feet running and it works well everywhere and you could sort of start being on the bus and it'll run well with your connection. I think that's the biggest thing is like, when will the normal connection people have sort of catch up and be able to play well with it? Because I personally, like my connection dips and dives and sometimes it's a fantastic experience and sometimes it's sort of a lackluster experience. Yeah. Yeah, no, we'll talk about xCloud in the next question. So let's do that right now, shall we? Jami says, general question. Now that xCloud... Is sorry, XLAD is available to all Game Pass Ultimate members. What would you say is the best game to play on it right now? Good question. I think I've been playing Yakuza Like a Dragon on there. That's been my game to go to because, as what Crash was just saying, my internet is good. I have decent internet, but even with it, it's still a little bit spotty at times. We're not currently there where it just works flawlessly. Um, it works a lot of the time. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'd say I'd say 70% of the time it works for me, and it works relatively flawlessly. Like I don't have too many problems with it. Like, but a game like Yakuza Like a Dragon works because it's turn based. I don't yeah. know, it's not reactionary and stuff like that. Like, I tried to play FIFA on... No, not FIFA. I tried to play Pez on it. Didn't really work for me. I tried to play um, uh, Streets of Rage on it. That worked a little bit better just because it's slower pace and stuff. But the game that I've had the most fun with playing on it so far for me is uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. I can jump in there. It allows me to go and do some side missions, go and do whatever I want to do in that world at that time, whether it is a main mission or not. And I don't feel like I'm having a lesser experience other than just visually. Visually, it is so much lesser than. <laughs> it is so... Back in the day, I remember when Xbox had the companion app. I don't know if you guys or anyone listening remembers the Xbox companion app. I remember when the Division announced that they were going to have a drone thing in it and you'd be able to use the drone on the companion app so your second person next to you can control the drone while we're all playing. Never came out, never worked in the end. Like it, it just didn't happen. But for me, I'm like, wow, this really is a second experience now. It is the companion app I always wanted. I spent a lot of time at Hagley's Nan's house when I was growing up and always used to have to bring my Xbox with me and like bring a TV with me. And I even bought like a tiny TV to play with there and stuff like that. And now I'm like, oh, I finally got what I wanted, which is this, it works on my phone. I, I almost bought a Windows phone so many times because they had, they had like the, the um, what they have? Not, it weren't streaming to, it was, um, what remote is a uh, remote play? Thank you, that's what I was looking for. They had that, and I was like, maybe I'll buy that phone just for remote play. Like, that's literally what I'll get it for. And the remote play didn't work very well, so I'm glad I didn't do that as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think the, the best game for me would be Yakuza Like a Dragon. What about you, Crash? Have you played it at all on the PC? Because I played it, I played on PC and I played on mobile, and they're both decent experiences. I have not tried it on PC. I've tried it on my mobile. Um, I tried it on an iPad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very similar experiences between the two. It's not too different, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I've tried Killer Instinct on it, not which, oh boy, yeah. pretty bad experience. I think anything, um, especially a fighting game where you need like timing and you need everything to be as responsive as possible, I don't think uh, xCloud is, unless you have a really good connection and it's consistent, 
Yeah. Um, even then, I don't necessarily know if it is the best experience for one of these games. You could probably do whatever single-player stuff and training stuff they have there. If you really wanted to, you'd be fine. You're playing against computer and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I, I tried Yakuza Like a Dragon as well, and I, I think I agree with you that that's probably the best game. I think anything that's a strategy game, a turn-based game, anything of that nature, I think lends itself very well to xCloud right now. Um, I think in the future... Uh, once they sort of start nailing it down more, all single-player games, I think, will sort of be in that vein. I don't know about multiplayer games. Maybe a more casual one, like Battlefield or Call of Duty, if they ever end up on xCloud, would be good for it's that. It's always going to be a lesser experience. Like, I remember when we was having the conversation about xCloud, and like, oh, will people be able to use xCloud as, like, to circumvent not buying an Xbox? Like, could that be the thing? And to me, absolutely not. No way. Even even when it improves, like I don't see the graphical fidelity improving that much more than where it's at currently. I'm sure they will fine-tune it, but I don't think we're ever going to get it really where we can get it where a PC or an Xbox Series X or S um, is at today. I, I don't think we're going to get there, at least not for a long, long time. So at least not this generation. Let me say that. Not this yeah. generation. So... It, it it works best as a companion app. It is something like, oh, you want to clean up some achievements? Perfect. I think you can do that. If it's kill a hundred things, or it's it, I, like, I don't know, even if it's just like take part in a bunch of multiplayer games or something like that, that works for that. If you don't care about like a win-lose record and stuff like that, like, yeah. that's where this game shines for me. Like I could see me... I could see me using it for that. I could see me using it for for a Life is Strange or a Night Call. Like again, Night Call is a game I played on it, which was a lot of fun because again, slow pace, text, a lot of text. You're making decisions A, B. Like yeah. though, that's the type of game it is. Like those games, I think this game, this 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 works and shines for. But yeah, nothing twitch shootery, nothing fast pace. That's where it falls apart currently for me. You also have to remember, like touch screens are very. The way Xbox does it is they sort of translate a controller into touch screens. I use a so controller. sometimes that's. I don't use the touch yeah, at all. But I, I think I agree with you. But if you're on the road, I'm not. I wouldn't yeah. take a controller with me to oh, use I it personally. But, but I would. I'm in a privileged position where I've got a thousand controllers around me. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, the way the touchscreen works is it translates the controller into touchscreens, yeah. which sometimes isn't the best experience, like for certain games where you'd want to just drag something on the screen, and uh, they sometimes do have mobile versions of this. I know um, uh, Spiral, what's the Spiral game? The card game. Why am I forgetting on the name? Uh, Spiral Abyss? Is it Spiral Abyss? It's something along those lines. I think I completely messed up the name. Yeah. Um, but you, like there's a mobile version and you drag the cards and whatnot it's a lot more intuitive it's a lot more like you see it you know how to do it because uh, okay. it's basic but with if you're playing it through xcloud you you're actually have to use the buttons on the d-pad uh, and the a and all that stuff interesting yeah. so i think that's stuff that will improve over time though right i don't know because i don't know how they because it's still running off an xbox oh, so should... i don't know because of that yeah. if it needs the controller aspect Got of you. it like maybe they can circumvent it and they can make it work and whatever xbox is fantastic at this you know we've we've seen smart delivery and we we all oh, had yes. issues with smart delivery at first but then we see how effective smart delivery is yeah. so i don't doubt that microsoft could work something out for it i just don't know how long that would take and whether it would be worth it for microsoft to do that fair enough uh we've got two big questions 
I'm going to save them for next week because Matt's going to be here next week as well. Um, so Sarah Squid and Zygar, we haven't forgot about you guys. Um, keep the questions coming in and we will answer them next week. But I want to get on to what we've been playing this week. So let's jump into what's been in our box this week. Crash. I let's have played... Forget that. No, I don't care. Let's talk about Olympics, oh. baby. Let's talk about Olympics. Oh, yes. You forgot about Olympics, didn't you? I did. You forgot about... I did. So, I 100%. So, myself, Matt P, and Crash all played Olympic Games together. Um, shout out to Sega. Thank you for sending us codes for the game. And we shot a Let's Play. And that Let's Play will come out on the My Xbox and My YouTube channel very, very soon. It's been edited. It's ready to go. I just need to put a thumbnail on it, and it'll be up. Um, so, bear with me. Obviously, I've got a lot going on at the moment. Um, so, but we played it three days ago. Yeah. I think three days ago I on my stream like that, yeah. um, on twitch.tv slash mcfixer. Go drop a follow if you're not already. And um, we had a crazy good time, bro. I had I had such a good time with it. Like, the best way to explain this brand new Olympics game is, is it good? No. I don't, I don't think it is good. Like, I think that it is a very, very, very dumbed-down version of any olympic sport game like i i grew up playing track and field in national track and field on the mega Dr oh, sorry on the sega saturn and on the ps1 i played a bunch of olympic games on the uh, n64 like so i've played these games and they used to have everything they had every event under the sun like they really took it serious this game feels like a oh crap we've lost the sonic license okay what do we do We've got to put a game out. The Olympics is happening this year. Okay. What events can we throw together that will work easily in our engine? So we've got basketball. We've got football. We've got rugby. You've got a uh, hammer throw. There's a bunch of events. You've got swimming, you're running, stuff like that. But it's missing so much. The, the, the amount of events there are, are a little bit disheartening for an Olympic sport game. Where yeah. it just... Together with friends, it's a so much fun. So much fun. But as an overall experience, not great. But I want to talk about us playing, Crash. What do you think yeah. of it, though, before we before we go in? I think it's fun. I, I actually really... I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I did, th that I thought I would. Even after yeah. the first time we played, I was like, that was a cool experience. But that second time we played it, I think, for me, is the highlight. I think yeah. it was just super fun. I think just kick, like kicking back with friends and just messing around in it, I think is a really, really enjoyable uh, experience with it. Yeah. It, again, this is twofold, right? Because from, uh, from someone who creates content, so Let's Plays and streaming it wise brilliant game great for content but yeah. someone someone reviewing the game and like trying to let people make a informed decision of whether they should buy um tokyo 2020 that's down to you if you if you yeah you want a very uh light-hearted track and track and field international um olympics game like maybe not maybe not this is not the simulation game you're looking for let me tell you if you have like two or three friends that are buying it, yes. I would say, yeah, get it. I think it'll be a fun experience to play with your friends. So that, that's as long as my, you know what you're going into. That's one of my biggest gripes with it, though. So we played it free player, right? And yeah. it instantly is like, oh, well, two of you are on a team and one of you are on the other team. I'm like, why can't all three of us be on one team? Like that. That annoys me, number one. Is there are enough like, players, to be honest, on the sides. Well, yeah, I agree. It, like, that that annoys me, number one. It's like, well, you're making me if there's 
three of us, you're making us go against one of our friends who is at a drastic disadvantage on everything because the, the, the computer's trash. So yeah. that was upsetting. But we played it the other day and we were playing basketball. And I have not had that much fun streaming for a while. Oh, it was yeah. so funny. It was so funny. Just learning how to play the game. The game does this weird thing where it doesn't tell you how to play every event. You have to unlock tips for it. So then yeah. you start figuring it out yourself. Like you learn how to sprint and you learn how to dunk and you learn how to shoot three pointers. And there's this one moment, Chris shoots a three pointer. It comes up perfect. And then it just yeah. misses the whole thing. And we're like, what? This game don't make no sense. Like if you shoot a perfect time shot, it should go, go in. in. It yeah. should go in, like so yeah, we've been, we played that. I've got I've got gold on probably about half the events now. Um got gold. An easy achievement list for our achievement yeah. hunting friends. So it's literally just win an event, win gold on the event, win an event, win gold on the event. Just easy. Super, it's super so easy. easy. I've got over half the achievements already. So maybe you buy it just for that reason if you care about Thousand G and games. Um if you need help online, let me know because I can jump in at any time and help you because it's that easy. Just like click it, all right, you go win. And I'm just gonna stand here. <laughs> um but yeah, what else have you been planning? Because we ain't got to talk, talk about that too much. What else have you been planning? I've been playing Scarlet Nexus. What do you quite think? Quite a bit. Uh, I like it. I think the combat in it is by far the highlight. I think the way it works with your teammates and borrowing their abilities, and you sort of level up bonds with teammates, and you unlock new mechanics with those teammates, and I think all of that's really cool, especially once you start getting it and it starts layering together is when you start really, really flowing into it, and it feels fantastic. The story, fantastic. The problem with the story is those bonds that you need to make the character feel good sort of take you out of that story because they're like long, lengthy story sections. It's like a Japanese game, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's how similar to Yakuza where they go on these long tangents and you're sitting there for like 20 minutes, 15 minutes in a conversation, except those conversations are never interesting and sort of counterintuitive to the main story they have, which is a big problem and it's sort of a big drawaway for me. Right now, I really like it. It's probably... As far as Xbox is concerned, game of the year for me, I think, Ooh, okay. uh, pretty easily. But at the same breath, I think, like, in a better year of gaming, I don't think Scarlet Nexus would be... I think it ends up in my top ten list no matter what. I just don't think it'd be it necessarily guaranteed to crack top five for me. What's, what's, the, combat? what's the combat like? It's a people, hack and people slash. People keep telling me it's very DMC. Yeah, uh, not, not as good as DMC. I don't think okay. so. Um, but it is very much so where you're trying to extend your combos as much as possible. Um, it's very limited compared to DMC. I'm going to be honest. DMC is very, very good at giving you different tools to mix and match. Yeah. Uh, while this does have different tools to mix and match, it's very, very formulaic. And you almost always want to follow a very similar pattern to get the most out of your combos. Oh, yeah. um, it is enjoyable with the telekinesis and when to activate certain powers and use them like a lot of that is enjoyable but for like the main core of like what when i play dmc what i think of is always uh fighting games yeah. and i don't think i'd ever equate scarlet nexus to a fighting game okay. whereas you would with dmc personally i'm sure there's probably people that disagree with that but yeah yeah hey it's your opinion mate it's your opinion but you're enjoying your time with me. Probably your game of the year see i can't trust the words you say when it comes to game of the year because you don't beat enough games so uh you know I'll uh, I'll take what you say with a pinch of salt, my friend. You're right. You know what? I'm gonna trust Matt's opinion for game of the year this year. What do you mean? I'd be, 
I think. So well, anything else you've been playing? Uh, Hitman Three. Oh. I played. Uh, they had the. You they had the free demo. The free demo for Hitman Three. The the starter levels or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I played. I played the prologue, the tutorial, and then I played the free level. It was a level in Italy or something along those lines. Yeah. I really like what they did with Hitman. Hitman's and that so good. you go here, here's this big open world, and it's like there's the bad guys, but there's like you could go in the opposite direction pretty far, and you'll get clues for what you should be doing over there as well. And I think that whole idea behind it is just so interesting and so, so enjoyable. It kind of reminds me of a less scripted version of a of the first Assassin's Creed, where they would have you go and like you find you're going around, you're um, interrogating people, and you're getting all these clues. But it was all very formulaic, and like these are the steps you need to do to take him down. Where this feels like it's that, but a free flowing method, in that you really can tackle it however you want. You are naturally getting these clues and these tips and these hints and figuring out how to get through. It's a fantastic experience, especially of, if you're a stealth fan. In, in my opinion, it's one of the best sandbox games out there. I don't think, like, combat-wise, it's, like, amazing. I've always said that, yeah. though. But it doesn't need to be because that's not how the game's meant to be played. I know that sounds stupid because a sandbox game, you should play it however you want. But it's one of the... Again, you know me. Anyone listening to this who knows, who's been around for long enough, knows I'm not into stealth, really. But Hitman, I have to say, especially this Hitman, it, it got me really bad. I really want you to play the full game now because it's, it's an experience worth having from start to finish. And like going through the levels of how, how deep it is you decide you want to go and the way they re like they do certain things, you can go back and there's certain... It, it opens up even more than what you're thinking already. Like, again, everyone knows the one level that I think is remarkable but going through and playing that level every part of that level was like i didn't even know this room was here i didn't even see that i didn't even see this oh my god there's that oh my god this would have helped me with this and this oh maybe i'll go back and do it that way and it, and, it, and it always rewards you that's the thing with hitman is you're always rewarded for doing these little minute things that you don't think are important and they end up being super important and yeah man oh, i'm glad i'm glad you like it at least yeah and it it sort of also falls into how I enjoy playing stealth games. Um, I remember when I would play the Batman games, I'd sort of go through it. And if I would fail, I would start all the way in the beginning. Um, but it's, <laughs> I just, I need, I need to get it that's perfectly. What, okay. Yeah. yeah. If I say that's you, that's um, how you want to play. That's it, how you want to play. It's sort of very reminiscent for me with Hitman in that you'll mess up, but with Hitman, it takes it to another degree. Cause you're actually learning something, even when you yeah. mess up like oh, this is where I messed up, this is where the guard will come, so maybe I tackle it from this way, or I get the guard first, or I do what I'm going to do, and then I hide and wait out the guard. And it's sort of constantly adding to the experience and what you're doing. And I, I really, really enjoy it. I think it's probably the best stealth game out in a while. I can't think of anything really that yeah, would I mean, I, it, it. it'd be. I think it, I think it's definitely... I think it's definitely that the one mission that I'm talking about is definitely my favorite. I think it's my favorite level of. I, I don't want to speak too hyperbolic, but yeah, I think it's probably one of my favorite levels of a video game. It's definitely in my top five levels of a video game ever. Like just because it plays into all the things that I enjoy in, in video games and, and the concept of it works perfectly. So yeah. <clears throat> What else? What else? Is there anything else you've been playing? Again, you have to beat Hitman, though. You have to. You, you're going to yeah. beat Scarlet Nexus. I guarantee that. That's obvious. But from start to finish, you have to beat Hitman. 
You how many? To. Do you know how long Hitman is? Not long. Not lo just the just the if you do just the initial playing it as if you were playing it like a story driven game of like start to finish, you'll be in like two sittings. It's not that five missions, I think it is. But then oh, okay. but then it again, if you play it fully, it, like, opens, it up. opens up and then there's like so many other things you could be doing in it. But yeah, five missions or something. But yeah, I'll uh we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. You've got you've got to play it. You have to play it, you have to play it. Um what else have I been playing? Um, so most of you will know this and we will talk about this in way more detail, um, soon enough, but not yet. Um, I have now got a brand new PC, so I've been downloading a bunch of video games on my PC, but we did get a question about it, but I'm not going to talk about it until probably maybe next week or the week after, um, depending on how everything's going, but yeah. Uh, I've got a new PC, so I'm gaming on PC at the moment, playing a lot of stuff on Game Pass. But just dabbling, just jumping in and playing something and jumping out. Just downloaded Control, finally, because I've been waiting to play that. I love Remedy games. I've, I, I'm a huge Alan Wake fan. Um, and Control was a game that I always thought, oh, I should play this, but just never got around to. So now I'm going to get to play it in my in uh, on Game Pass with, with ray tracing and... Ah, oh, everything. Really, really looking forward to it. Really am. It, uh, did the control news that came out recently have anything to do with that? What control news? Uh, they're making a multiplayer control oh, type. I remember that. No, no, no. That wasn't no, 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 no. I don't know. No. I thought maybe you were waiting for that control BR that was, game. You know? That's what I was waiting for. You're right. You're right. I don't even know anything about control at this point. Like, I'm so don't remember anything, don't remember the trailers, don't nothing like that. So I'm just like, oh, cool. I'm going to get to just go in and play this game. I beat I beat something the other day. Oh, I beat Ratchet the other day. And I've been going through, like, going through my list of, like, trying to beat as many games as possible, like, to get through, like, this period where we've got, like, a bit of a lull. Because the, the end of the year kind of does pick up a lot. Um, so I was just like, okay, let me get let me get this lull period yeah. out of the way and done. And um, so I finished Ratchet. I've got to start a few other bits, bits and pieces on PlayStation um, because they've just been putting out more games on Xbox at the moment. So, but we've got a lot coming soon. We've got obviously Psychonauts is coming. We've got Fools are coming. Age of Empires is coming, which I think I'm going to jump in again. I've not played the Age of Empires for years, so looking forward to jumping in and playing that. Um, but yeah, we've got a lot. We've got a lot coming. But let's, let's jump into the news before we get ourselves out of here for this week. Uh, first news story is a huge one. Again, we're a little bit behind on the news because we have ran on one week and we are now recording this on a Sunday instead of our normal time. So we do apologize for that. Obviously, again, beginning of the show, if um, you want to know that information. But yeah. Uh, but first piece of big, 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 big news, which could have easily been topic of the show if we got it on time, which is it is reported that Xbox close to, close to deal for the next Hedio Kojima game. Uh, this one was written by Windows Central. Um, I can't see the author's name. Why can't I see the author's name? Oh, Samuel uh, Tobert. And what he's got here for what you need to know, a new report indicates Microsoft is extremely close to a deal to publish Hideo Kojima's next game. Ventral Beat indicates that Kojima and Microsoft have agreed to a letter of intent to start working together, while further details are being figured out. The game will appear... Uh, sorry. The game will apparently explore the use of Microsoft's cloud technology. Crash, we don't know anything more than really that if we're being yeah. totally honest we know the big news is obviously the letter of letter of intent to work together 
um, which I assume is probably legally binding in some sort of way, etc., etc. We know that Phil Spencer's had the the Martian Man thing in his background, um, obviously yeah. clearly hinting towards something coming, something happening. The big news here is the is the big not even the big news the big thing everyone keeps talking about is the the crap the cloud technology and i don't think that's something we need to really get wrapped up in i feel like this is kojima is working on an xbox game and it's going to be a game that comes to pc as well obviously um like most like all xbox exclusive sorry yeah are you excited for a kojima game or are you not are you again because everyone has their thing right it's yeah kojima's overrated kojima kojima doesn't make good games kojima would be better in film kojima this kojima that i grew up playing metal gear solid loving the metal gear series charging kids to watch me play metal gear solid with biscuits like i've been through the spectrum of it yeah um, so for me I, sorry go on, go on, go on. i i i personally don't care like i i enjoy metal gear solid and as far as Kojima goes, that's probably, like, about it. I really like Metal Gear Solid 4. I really like Metal Gear Solid 5. Um, I think I've played various other Metal Gear Solids at points in my life that I don't really remember. I have, like, two. super tight experience for those. So I always hear people say two. Two is... Um, oh. Oh. I think Kojima, like, just with the stuff he does with, like, oh, if you wait 24 hours, the boss will be dead when you load back in. I think Kojima does really, really smart stuff. And I think anything he decides, like him looking at i you say the cloud thing doesn't matter and i look at it and i'm like no, no. the cloud thing i'm not saying the cloud thing doesn't matter i'm saying people the way people are saying it is like it's only going to be a cloud-based game and i don't oh, think that's something yeah, no. we need to get like wrapped up in i yeah. think no i agree with you in terms of like got it, got it, got it. the fact of what kojima does in gaming nobody else does memory yeah. card in different slot the controller in a different slot what I assume, again, I'm not a tech guy, so I never claim to be. I sometimes talk out my ass, but like, I assume what Xbox cloud gaming and all that stuff could have him be able to do could be really cool. Um, but I just, it just all gets me super excited because even if it's bad, it's still, it's, they have, it's still yeah. have Kojima on Xbox. The way in, we, in that sense, I agree with you. Yeah, it's just that excitement. We're going to, it's weird because Kojima is such a PlayStation guy. It's, su it's mm -hmm. such a that is that is where it all started. That is the relationship he built once he left uh, Konami. Now to be like, oh, we're gonna we're going to get an exclusive Kojima game that isn't Death Stranded, and because I I've ne I was never I it looked interesting Death Stranding, but once I saw what the actual I remember going to EGX and seeing what the actual game was and being like. No, I don't want to be a mailman. This, this isn't this isn't for me. I'm like, I'm not interested in walking up a hill and sliding down. People people said to me like, yeah, this is not this is not a you game. Like you're going to yeah. get so annoyed. Like the story, I should do what I should do. I should just watch all the cutscenes because I love yeah. the story of Kojima's games. I really do. I think what he does with characters is super interesting. I think I'm not. I don't always understand all the nuances that are there, but. It always intrigues me in one way or another. So he makes very, very weird stuff. Sometimes yeah. that, at, at the least, is interesting to watch play out. I agree with that. The Lali Lilo. You never know about the Lali Lilo, do you? I've absolutely not what that is, as far as I'm concerned. 
gibberish. Let me Doesn't know mean Let me know if you know about the Lali Lila though. Oh yes. Oh yes. But yeah, I'm excited. Nonetheless, I'm excited for this news. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing what the game will be. We are years upon years upon years upon years out from this. So um, I expect do you know the one thing I do expect though? I expect Xbox to as soon as the, the ink is dry and something is happening, I expect Xbox to go in to talk about it. Yeah, I think that's, they announced it. That's something if, they've become they've become more movie like with it. Where it's a case yeah. of we don't want this to leak, this is happening. Cool. See ya. Well you'll yeah. hear about it when it's ready. Yeah. And it just honestly, I think it's one of the best things Microsoft's been doing because it consistently A puts their name in sort of the conversation. Because we've seen quite the opposite from PlayStation, where they are for the most part very held back only recently like they just did an acquisition have they been sort of starting to go on it like yeah in a quicker pace where there's no event tied to it and they're announcing stuff where microsoft has been doing this for a minute i think microsoft's been doing it since the uh series x uh since whatever they had about the breakdown of series x like it leaked yeah do you remember when they had a whole conference like whatever yeah i feel like since then they're like okay we're gonna get ahead of everything we're gonna announce it as soon as it's available bethesda the bethesda deal goes through like they're signing like that deal isn't even fully through and microsoft's like we're gonna announce it right now we're gonna take the shine from that we're gonna have sort of all the all the focus on us and not sort of wherever else that conversation could go yeah yeah no 100 percent. it's um just two different ways of doing things right very different yeah. ways of doing things Speaking of different ways of doing things, uh, this one's all about Xbox Game Pass is a key reason for why Contraband is an Xbox project. Uh, Avalanche Studios CEO Pim Hoff, Hoffman, Hoffman, Vum, apologies for butchering your name, has explained why he's happy to be working with Xbox on the up-and-coming Contraband. And it comes down to a major part to Game Pass. Hoffman? Hoffman. Uh, even says that Game Pass has turned Xbox into a more important platform than Avalanche fought for its previous games. There isn't much that we currently know about Avalanche Studios' up-and-coming co-op heist game, Contraband, beyond this initial teaser, but it certainly caught some attention during its reveal at Microsoft's E3 uh, event. Surprisingly promising a multiplayer just calls-like experience for Xbox platforms. In an interview with GamesIndustry.biz, Hovum discussed the approach to working with Microsoft on bringing the 70s-inspired smugglers setting Bayon to life and how bringing it to game pass will allow the game to the opportunity to thrive releasing some of avalanche's previous games on game pass gave those games a legacy beyond their initial launch uh release date keeping the discussion about the games alive for longer and hov hopes the same will happen with contraband crash do you think xbox by avalanche studios i see this Ooh. being the next acquisition I like I think it would be a good name for them to have. I think Avalanche is known. I think people like their games. People really enjoy the Just Cause games. I could see this 100% happening, especially if Avalanche is also getting along with Xbox. Um and depending on how this game goes and how that deal works out, I could for sure see this happening. So Avalanche worked on They've worked very closely with um they worked on Rage, Mad Max, 
second extinction as well, apparently. Maybe. Maybe wrong. I might be wrong about that. I, you can, I feel like you can see it. No, yeah, second extinction was right. You can see it happening. The conversations that have been have had around the studio, Contraband being exclusive, second extinction coming to preview early. Like, that relationship's clearly building, right? It's clearly building. Yeah. It's clearly becoming something. Do we know much more about that? No, we don't. Are you excited for Contraband, though? Was you a Just Cause fan? No, I, I, I'm not a fan of Just Cause. I okay. don't necessarily care for Contraband because we never, we didn't see anything. No. Not saying that I wouldn't be excited once we see stuff or there's no like possibility for me being into this. It's just we literally saw nothing. It was yeah. basically just a teaser. Yep, it was not 100%. I think what gets me excited is the type of game that it could be, which is a multiplayer Just Cause. I I never got into Just Cause, really. I play, used to play it very loosely on the 360, the first one. Just jump in, use it as a sandbox game, didn't do the story or anything like that. And then I remember Snowbound Mike used to talk about when he was on the podcast, he was playing Just Cause 3, there was wingsuiting and all that jazz. And I was like, oh, that sounds kind of interesting. Oh, it's Just Cause, maybe it's Just Cause 4, he was talking about. Um, but yeah, anyway... A part of me is like, yeah, this game could actually be a lot of fun. And I'm really interested that everyone keeps talking about Game Pass. Everybody keeps yeah. talking about Game Pass. Like, we knew it was going to be a big deal. But when developers start saying it's a big deal, that's when it becomes an even bigger deal, in my opinion. Yeah, I think we had a very similar <laughs> statement to this from Coalition way back when Gears Tactics came out. But now that this isn't even a first-party studio from Microsoft that's making the statement, yeah. and it sort of is echoing throughout the industry itself and not sort of... Because when it's first-party, it's like, of course you're going to speak positively of, of it. You are a Microsoft studio at the end of the day. You aren't going to sort of down-talk one of their uh, platforms or something that they're doing. It's always like the positives <laughs> of it. Yeah, it's always like, even if it's the worst thing ever, you're going to be like, hey, that logo is so good, you know, something along those lines. But yeah. uh, seeing those positive statements sort of being reinforced by outside studios with Game Pass and with a lot of the stuff Microsoft's doing in general is, I think, a really positive sign. Play Devil's Advocate, you could say they're only signing it because they're being paid to work on a game that they care that's, about that's very very true so that is very just very to, play, to, play, always... to play devil's advocate on it like yeah no you're not you're, you're absolutely then, true you're, but the, i think the difference is of like to play devil's advocate of my devil's advocate's point um is you could just say nothing yeah just by saying like, nothing oh, yeah, doesn't mean you cool. don't, well, don't yeah. well it's not i don't think the, the interview was very it wasn't like a what do you think of game pass and then give an answer yeah. it was they came out and said oh this we're doing this because of game pass and it's going to allow us to blah 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 it's like yeah that's that's cool but yeah just i take everything with a pinch of salt nowadays from every fair with your devil's devil's advocacy um yeah. that could be in whatever contract they signed is like you gotta promote game pass no a little way. bit and no, way. no way Get <laughs> you never know True, you never know, but that's how Start treating these developers like influencers, you know? This is what you gotta say, you gotta speak positive of it. <laughs> We're all influencers now. <laughs> We're all influencers now, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, IGN wrote up a piece, uh, 
Adele Akins uh, said this, Gears of War Studio to show off Unreal Engine 5 demo. Gears of War Studio, the correlation will be showing, uh, will be showcasing, sorry, a new Unreal Engine 5 technical demo at the Game Developer Conference this month. VGC spotted the scheduling for an hour-long presentation, and in the GDC Sessions Viewer, which shares details of the event, shows lectures and roundtables lined up for the event. The talk dubbed the Alpha Point demo on Xbox Series X will be hosted by the studio's technical director Kate Rayon uh, and technical director, uh, sorry, technical art director Colin Penty on July 20th at 1.20 p.m. PT. Do you know what's why July 20th, Crash? It's your birthday. It's my birthday! Not 30 yet, Crash. That's what we're celebrating. I'm not 30. <laughs> you're not that's 30. Not your actual. That's it's not for, how old you forget think. Forget how old 30. I am. It's the fact that I'm Got not 30 it. yet. That's all that matters. Hi. Okay. That's all that matters. Um. You excited for this? You excited to see some some Gears of Wars running in the Unreal Engine 5? I don't know if we'll see Gears of War. I don't think we see Gears of War, to be honest. I'm excited for whatever the Coalition shows here. No, we um, I don't think their tech demo will be Gears of War. I really I, do not. I think it will be in the Gears of War space. 100%. It may not be Gears of War. Or, okay. or it may That's not be fair. characters of Gears of War that we know, but I think it will still be in the Gears of War world. Definitely. Okay, I, I could see that. I just when I say I don't think it's Gears of War, I mean I don't think it is Especially, a what we would consider a Gears of War game. Of it's a third person shooter cover. I don't think we see all that. I spoke about um, Operation, the Gears of War Operation thing, right? No. Did I not talk about it on the I podcast? Oh, I can't remember. I don't remember. I, I played that anyway, so I could totally see it being those characters or characters in that world a prequel a sub story just something they may have worked on that's no longer being worked on some assets that they were building it could be anything like that, but it's def in my opinion it's definitely gonna be in the gears of war world definitely it's, it's too good um, to show off like gears is already beautiful so imagine yeah. unreal engine 5 and what we've seen of unreal engine 5 so far that's fair i just i don't know if they necessarily i think for me it's like I want Coalition to do stuff other than Gears of War at this point. Never gonna And happen. so I don't think so either. They formed the studio. They had the conversation in the beginning. They're like, all we want to do is Gears we of War. But like seeing, yeah, but seeing how like good their games look and feel and all this stuff is like, I would love for them to do a game outside of Gears of War, especially with how, how much they could get out of a um, Xbox One with Gears 4 on Unreal Engine 4. So think of them doing a game on Unreal Engine 5 uh, on the Series X. Like yeah. That could be absolutely like a phenomenal experience, both visually and gameplay-wise. Yeah. I would love for them to just sort of do a tech demo that's sort of outside of that wheelhouse, just to sort of see what they do and like what they, route that they go for. They are Xbox's most underrated studio. And I think they may be one of the best studios in the world. The correlation. I th I generally I generally do think they might be in my top five. Maybe they they definitely 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 top seven definitely for me. And I think the problem with gears and we've spoken about it so much on the pod is it just it has such a lineage and it is such a for its multiplayer is such a hardcore game and then for its single player the story is already too far away for some people that they they're too scared to even yeah. jump in. They could easily 
do what um uh what's the name who made horizon zero dawn uh wow and resistance wow, it's wow, just wow, skipping wow. my brain right now it's, it's, I've got it's, a lot it's, going it's, on. um oh, gorilla games gorilla, gorilla. Games. they could easily do what gorilla done new ip brand new world unreal 5 engine new uh, character they've got, we've seen uh, what they can uh, do uh, with weather we've seen what they can do with open world areas now they could do it easily i'm gonna argue against this and not because i don't agree but we haven't seen them come up with something original. They because Gears of War and everything they, they've done they with have. Gears of War so far, the most original thing they've done is tactics. And I think there are a lot of problems with tactics. They didn't, and that's they didn't, the they didn't make tactics. Who made tactics? Um, oh, I thought made? it was Coalition. No. Uh, wasn't it? What's it called? Um, see. Uh, Creative Assembly? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. Well, oh, it was made. Um, the coalition made it with splash damage as well. Splash damage, that's it. Not crap. Okay. Right. Well, I mean, they did make it, so, but I was. Yeah. I could be. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm no, wrong. You, I, you, I thought, you're probably remembering it correctly. I thought splash damage made it the majority of it, and then correlation were like supporting. Um, I didn't think I, it was the other way around. I could be wrong. I could totally be. You're wrong. You're probably correct about it. Um, but like. For me, it's like we haven't seen Coalition do something original and outside of Gears of War. And how would it go if they're trying to make a third-person action-adventure game? Like, what would their philosophy for the gameplay be? What would all these stuff that you need to be a top-five studio, that you need to make all the right choices, that you need to make it a fun and interactive and interesting world, and it's a lot harder to do it from the ground up instead of taking something that's already established and sort of adding bits and pieces to it. Mm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I can't sit here and say you're wrong, because you're not wrong. You got me. I'm sweating now, though, on the whole <laughs> decoration. Maybe, maybe it, it, it says in conjunction with. So does that mean fifty? Either way, it wasn't all coalition. Somebody let yeah. me know if you know the information. Tweet at me at MC Face. Let me know. Um, but I no, I do. I gen I generally do think they could, they could, especially what they've done with like the DLC for uh gears five now and just that just every yeah no i think the writing's really good in that as well um I agree. It, everything I but I think the, last the, act. the beginning all of the yeah that last act is just we're friends it's a lot <laughs> of ego stroking <laughs> so yeah but um yeah that's it my voice is gone so we're gonna skip uh the next one and we're gonna do the last story which is about never realm um crash are you excited? Neverrealm starts working on a new game. Ends DLC support for Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah. Um, this is weird that Netherrealm even kind of put out this statement. Because Netherrealm doesn't make statements like this. Because normally they just stop like stop making it. But I think with this game, um, Netherrealm had promised another fighter pack. But then COVID happens and all these things. And they're sort of like, we're not working it on anymore. We're moving on to the next game. And this game already... Uh, compared to other NetherRealm games, if I'm not mistaken, has gotten a lot more support and a lot more updates throughout the year. Didn't where normally their games as well, though. Um, was it more no. one of the ones that they didn't get a next gen upgrade and you had to pay for it and all that? 
Mm. Again, I'm talking about my R set. Don't you go. could be correct. I don't remember. If they did do a next-gen upgrade, I didn't buy it. Go it's ahead. very possible because I do know that they added a whole uh, actual like campaign DLC, which oh, is the first a first for Netherrealm as well, and apparently it's really good. I never got around to playing it, yeah. but apparently, apparently it's uh, really good. Um, I'm excited to see this. I'm very... I would imagine within the next six to nine months, we see whatever they're working on, and it's out by then. Because that's oh, usually wow. the time period... That's usually the time period with NetherRealm. COVID, I don't know how hard they've COVID. been hit with COVID. That's the that's the big thing. Yeah, but no. I'd imagine within the next, for guaranteed, within the next 15 months, you see something from them. Well, you see whatever the next thing they're working on. Yeah. What's but the I, I next think, thing they are working on? What do you think it is? There's the rumor that they're doing the uh, Marvel fighting game. Yeah. That was a rumor. I don't know how accurate that is. And who knows where that'll go with the sale. And we still don't know. As far as I'm aware, where NetherRealm ended up in terms of Warner Brothers selling and all that. We don't know if they're still with AT&T. We don't know if um, the Discovery rumor, got them. The last, the last thing that came out of it, and it literally was 15 hours ago, um, Warner yeah. Brothers game spokesperson denies that the company is looking to sell NetherRealm Studios, TT Games. It won't be the Warner Games division, but some key studios might be up for sale. So it's still ongoing that we just yeah. don't know what the heck's going on. So who knows where Disney's with that, where they're like, everything you guys are selling your stuff. We wanted to give you a Marvel game, but now we're kind of going to pull out of this deal because we don't know what's going on with you. Who knows what the case with that is? Um, but I think safest bet is probably an Injustice game. I yeah. think that is the safest bet. I do know that um, Ed Boon, the head of uh, NetherRealm, has consistently talked about wanting to do games other than um, Mortal Kombat, yeah. the fighting game sense. Yeah. Um, so I would be interested. I could see them doing a sort of single-player game that takes place in the Mortal Kombat world because they've done that in the past, and maybe that's something they want to tackle now, but I don't. Again, they're just in such an odd spot. A, with COVID happening. B, Warner Brothers is getting sold. So, like, where do they go? I, I don't know. I would love for the Marvel game to be for the Marvel game to actually happen. I think that'd be really cool. And that'd also kind of open the door. It'd be the closest chance we would ever get to a Marvel versus DC fighting game is if uh, NetherRealm were to make a Marvel fighting game. Because then it's like, they could probably pitch that better than anybody if they're successful at making a Marvel fighting game as well. Yeah, I mean... That's just... I'm thinking with my head and not my heart and not my brain, alright? Let's say they've already signed up for this Marvel game, right? Yeah. And then the Xbox come in, swoop in, buy NetherRealm. And then the Xbox have an exclusive Marvel, which I don't actually think would be a good thing. But if they had an exclusive Marvel fighting game, because, you know. I would be sad. I would be sad I don't, too. I don't. I, I don't. Fighting games don't, should not be exclusive. I hated it when Street Fighter had, was exclusive. It's already a sub-genre. You don't need exclusives for those. Unless it's I, like your uh, own IP. Like, Killer Instinct's fine. I I think I think the only defense to that is that you could possibly have more support for the game, especially like as far as Street Fighter is concerned. Sony does support the game a lot in both its um pro in the pro scene, the pro circuit, which helps keep those games alive for a lot longer. Like Street Fighter is Street Fighter Five is an incredibly old game at this point, as far yeah. as like fighting game standards go. Um, and part of that is due to the money Sony puts into it as well for promoting it. Yeah. Um, 
where that's sort of the benefit with it being exclusive. But I generally, I agree with you. I think fighting games should be on every platform and they should be cross-play because that also yep. uh, adds longevity to alive. the game side. Yeah. I said absolutely. Lost Story, but I lied because there's one that we have to talk about. Otherwise, Crash will absolutely kick me in the nuts. And so will you guys, the audience, um, which is Ubisoft working on Assassin's Creed Infinite. Uh, reportedly a Fortnite-like evolving platform. Uh, this one was written from IGN from Joe Scrabbles and says, Ubisoft have formally... <coughs> See, my voice again, I apologise. Formally announced that Assassin's Creed Infinite is in development, providing some extra details about the teams working on the project, although not confirming its structure or any gameplay details. In a joint statement from the managing director of Ubisoft Quebec and Montreal, uh, Nathaniel... Uh, Brochard and Christopher Denneny. The develop the new development is introduced as quote an important upcoming early in development project codenamed Assassin's Creed Infinite. No further details were revealed about what uh, form Infinite will take. As reported by Bloomberg, the project will be working will be worked on by by a new cross-studio collaboration structure made up of Montreal and Quebec's teams. The creative leads at each studio will be Quebec's Jonathan Dalton, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and Montreal's uh, Clint Hocklin, uh, Far Cry 2, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory, Watch Dogs Legion. Quote, rather than continuing to pass the baton from game to game, raised the statement, we profoundly believe this is an opportunity for one of Ubisoft's most beloved franchises to, to evolve more in a more integral and collaboration manner, less than central, central on studios and more focused on talent and leadership, no matter where they are within Ubisoft. End quote. Crash, obviously the big rumours and news and speculation coming out of this that is, it is an evolving platform. How does that make you feel as an Assassin's Creed fan of the old games? <clears throat> I don't think you hate the new games, but they're not what you once yeah. upon loved. How does that make you feel? Um, I'm torn because I don't know what they mean by an evolving platform. I don't know. Yeah. Like, games with services is such a wide term that we generally associate with like a destiny or something like that but a game that just consistently gets content is a games with service as well like you could argue that hitman because hitman consistently gets Hitman's new missions and stuff game service. Yeah. definitely 1000 so when i think of assassin's creed that's sort of part of the route that i think they'll go but there's also the possibility that they decide hey we're gonna do co-op the only time they ever attempted co-op was in unity and i actually enjoyed the co-op in that the problem but that game had so many other problems the co-op was good no it wasn't it wasn't that game was a mess outside of the co-op no the co-op was a mess as well I yeah the, the co-op was a mess because of the issues with the game i agree we're on the same page good co-op was good I'm in a very weird space with this because I'm a new Assassin's Creed fan, I would say. I liked, I played one, yeah. beat it, didn't love it, played two, really enjoyed it, and then didn't play again till again, I dabbled in Unity because it came with my Xbox, and then that game was just an absolute complete mess. Um, so never ended up going back. And then obviously Origins, loved. Odyssey, loved. And then Valhalla, really enjoyed, just unfortunately just didn't get 
the I didn't have time to just be it. It's just it came at it came at the wrong time with all these new consoles and all these new games. I just didn't have time to do it the way I wanted to. Um, but for me, I'm like, why? Like, I understand this from a development point of view. I don't quite understand it from a game point of view. And that's what scares me the most. Like, if this helps with 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 crunch and easier to like give assets over and all that stuff that we don't really understand behind the scenes, then perfect. And, and it, maybe that's I, what it is. But I don't like the idea of ever evolving Assassin's Creed. I already can't keep up with the ones that come out. I think for me that it could possibly be a good thing only on the basis of if it's ever evolving that the experiences whenever they do updates have to be smaller and more digestible so that it isn't this big hulking 40 hour experience but that also goes against sort hours. of what they've it goes it against what they've turned okay. into. <laughs> yeah so it's sort of like that to me sounds like i'd enjoy that more than the current assassin's creeds but I don't think that's what makes Assassin's Creed popular right now. Because, like, I have friends that play Assassin's Creed, and they don't play very many other games. Yeah. But they love those games, and they'll play it. They'll buy an Assassin's Creed, and they'll play it throughout the whole year. And that's, like, their main game. If they're not playing games with someone else, they're yeah. playing Assassin's Creed. And so I do think that a move like this possibly takes them more away from that. And so I, I don't... I generally don't know how you make Assassin's Creed a living platform necessarily other than doing sort of different missions or making it a co-op game i know they had the multiplayer as well but like they're not going to make a games of service off of solely the multiplayer i think no. that would be absurd so do you think this is in coincide with like a assassin's creed colon title or do you think this takes place of assassin's creed colon title i think it takes the place of it because from from what they're sounding is like this is the future of assassin's creed um and maybe if they launch it and obviously it doesn't do well maybe they shift away from it but ubisoft has a history of like something not doing well ubisoft's like i'm we're just gonna stick to this and we're gonna make it work you know yeah we've talked about it a million times rainbow six siege is one of the best examples of how ubisoft doesn't give up on titles and yeah. can help revitalize those titles and really make them amazing experiences over long periods of time the problem is Assassin's Creed is, right now, I feel like a bigger franchise than um, Rainbow Six was at the oh, time. 100%. Yeah, 100%. so it's like, if people go away from that with a negative experience, there's a, possi like, How'd you get there's a possibility they don't go back. Yeah, because the thing with, um, with uh, Rainbow Six is there was a lot of people who didn't play it. And so as it was getting improved on, they did, they did the free weekends and people got in and they played it and they experienced it. And they're like, oh, this is actually a really fun game. I can't believe I skipped it without knowing that if they had gone in when it first came out, they probably wouldn't want to play it anymore. Maybe that's the thing, though, of like, like you said, it's the free weekends. It's the it's having you can't really do that with Assassin's Creed right now. Right. And yeah. it is a case of get your 60, 70 dollars, whatever it is they're charging nowadays. Um and then you're done. You can't really... They do have these monetization things, leveling and up and all this other stuff that people really dislike. How To me, whenever I hear games of service, I just hear money. That's all I hear. Like, And, and maybe that's not fair, but that's just my opinion of like, how are you going to try and nickel and dime me? 
what, what yeah. what's going on here? Like, I, that's what worries me as well about Assassin's Creed because it is such a complete experience right now. Whether you dislike how they do leveling and stuff like that, that's down to you. Yeah. The game is there to be played, though. So... I do think you brought up a good point about microtransactions. And normally, I don't actually... We've had the conversation. I don't think... I don't care for the microtransactions in Assassin's Creed. I don't think they inherently take away because no. most of them are cosmetics, but they do have the leveling stuff, which I think for me, I won't buy it. So it's irrelevant to me in a single yeah. player experience. But once you make that with the games with service and you make it this online living game, it could become the thing of like, we talk about GTA all the time. Like if you want to be up to date with GTA, you have to put in money and buy uh, cash. Like you have to. Otherwise, you're playing through a bunch of old, outdated content that nobody else is really doing anymore. Or you have to have Twitch Prime. Or you have to have Twitch Prime and they give you like a, a million bucks yeah, every no, other and week. They give yeah. You the, yeah, you're right. No, you, uh, yes, you're right. You're, you are right. Yes, it's very hard to play that game today as a new player. Yeah, so somebody, it's where... I was where? talking to somebody else about that, actually. Oh, Slayer was saying that he tried to play FIFA the other day ultimate team and he said it's impossible and i said well yeah you're trying to play the game in july like you can't start yeah. playing fifa ultimate team in july like everyone's already put their money in and like got god squads he's like yeah but that's so unfair because like i've picked up the game and now i'm at such a disadvantage and what do i do and i'm like do you know what i don't have an answer for you bud i don't have you an don't answer buy the game you. next year i mean I think that's the thing is like we talk about all the time it'll never happen like that's what should happen is people just not buy the game but there's so many casual people that even if the hardcore people don't buy it like EA will probably be like <laughs> they'll lose a million we undersold this year but we're fine we they still did. made like crazy undersold. hand over fist we made more money than we than we put into it right exactly um it, yeah yeah it sucks it's <sighs> not great we but in the same way we say it sucks but we don't know what it is yet so we've got to wait yeah to wait and find out you have to wait and find out. Uh, let's plug, 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 and get ourselves out of here, Crash. What you got to plug this week, dude? Uh, Twitter, at Crushnik Plays, and Twitch, at Crushnik. You're back on Twitch, right? I'm back on Twitch. What Every does that mean? Monday, Wednesday, yeah. and Friday. Monday, Wednesday, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard. You can catch me live. There you go, people. Make sure you go hit the follow button on Crash's Twitch channel. Uh, yeah, for me, just subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash mcfixer. Got a brand new video up of my brand new PC. If you're a PC person and you want to see my brand new custom-built PC in collaboration with Intel, Aorus, and Overclockers UK, uh, we will be talking about them more on the show really, really soon, and you'll get more details about all that soon enough. And uh, yeah, but... For the most part, um, yeah, go check it out. I've got an unboxing. It's, it's engraved. I'm looking at it right now. It's uh, what do you think of it, Chris? So, it's very, very good looking. I it's see nice, it, and I'm right? just like, but just honestly, just having the MC fixer there, I'm just like, oh man, that just looks clean. It looks yeah. good. It, it's added. I don't know how to word this. It's added a level about you, if it makes sense. It makes me feel super professional. Yes, that's well, I've got, the I've correct. got my own landing page. I'll, I'll leave the landing page description yes. in the descriptions uh, below for this YouTube video. Um, so I've got like what an esports player would have. Yeah, you know, it's like, kind of like it's kind of a surreal experience. We've known each other for years at this point. Yeah, four plus years. Yeah, it's it's kind of a from where we were to now. It's kind of <laughs> surreal seeing you get that. Ain't it mad? <laughs> you know, it's mad, and I yet I still every week think about Quim. <laughs> uh, 
Life. That comes with the job. It's true. True. Um, yeah, but go check it out. Click the landing page for me. That would, Joe, that's my big plug. Go click the landing page for me. Click it. Have a look at it. There's some information about me there, uh, about me, about my life, how I started in gaming, about my setup. If you want to do me a favor and you enjoy my content, click the landing page. That would mean a lot to me. So, cool. Until next time, we will love you, leave you, and see you all later. Matt P went on holiday again. We're sorry. Potato! Bye. Bye.